Hi, this is Heidi and welcome to Prompt Help Podcast, where each and every week we chat with health experts in medical, holistic, allied health and wellness as they share their wisdom. We believe everyone's journey in health and wellness should be personalized for them, as one size does not fit all. This journey to the healthier you can begin right now. Welcome back to another episode of Prompt Health Podcast and thank you for listening today. Hope you're all enjoying your summer and getting to stay active in the beautiful outdoors. It's that time of the year that we get to do so many things outside. We just got to experience some adventure on this road trip we were on in beautiful British Columbia and the activities were just endless from walking on the beach, hiking in some crazy beautiful trails paddle boarding, surfing, yoga, some meditation, and the list really goes on. This all brings us to the topic of today, which is about mindful movement. We have been talking about mindfulness a lot in this time of COVID to have better quality of life. Mindfulness applies to everything really, including our relationship with food and exercise. We talked about food last episode, and wanted to shift our focus to movement for this one. We shared with you all a lot of the movements uh, this whole entire time we were away past week on our Instagram page and hope that was somewhat motivational. We don't have to go on and on about benefits of exercise. Studies after studies all have proven that exercise is key for preventing disease and promoting overall health and well-being. It has some medicinal qualities as it can greatly reduce risk of cardiovascular conditions, certain types of cancer, it can improve sleep, our endurance, and can greatly improve our mental health. In fact, movement has been known as medicine. I don't know if you guys have heard about this topic, but when you think about it, it's even better than medicine. It's free and it has no side effects. So knowing this all, adding some physical activity to our list of daily health requirements, it really is a no-brainer. It should almost be like wearing a seatbelt or brushing our teeth. Aiming for 30 minutes of moderate physical activity on most days of the week or 150 minutes a week is the general recommendation right now. If this seems daunting, we can start with even a few minutes a day and increase by five to 10 minutes a week until we reach our goal. Just remember to be mindful of what you love and what gives you positive energy and doesn't seem like a chore. With exercise, our body releases these chemicals called endorphin, triggering positive feelings in our body, which is very similar to morphine. That's what gives us that high or happy feeling. And movement is very individual based on our background, so it's different for all of us. For some of us, it might be just regular walking. For some of us, it might be sports. For some of us, it might be more relaxing and grounding movements like yoga or Pilates or meditation. It's also nice to mix it up once in a while and stay curious not to get bored. The point is, it's not always going to the gym. For some of us, it might be that, 
But finding what you love or combination of movement that gives you that positive energy that you can maintain long term and be consistent with it is what matters. And don't forget, any movement is movement and better than nothing. If you're not into regular structured activities, even household chores count, such as floor mopping, yard work, or going up and down stairs all day. Anything that gets your heart pumping counts. Try for it yourself. Wear a step counter next time and see how much you walk around every day. And if you're meeting your 10,000 steps requirements, uh, and if not, it's time to start. It's never too late. Even light activities can make a difference in your health physically and mentally. And if you still need help and motivation to get started, working with a fitness expert, either one-on-one or joining a class based on your goal is a good place to start. In today's episode, we're going to speak with Andrea Davis, a certified personal trainer from here, Vancouver, BC, owner of Train of Thought Fitness. She specializes in pre- and postnatal fitness, CrossFit, Krav Maga, and boxing. And what we loved about her philosophy was that whole notion of stronger body, stronger mind. So without further ado, let's get started with our guest, Andrea. Um, It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Welcome. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Heidi. Great. Um, So we wanted to talk to you as a fitness expert uh, to walk us through Uh, different types of um, professionals that can help us with our fitness goals uh, to talk to us about fitness in relationship in relation to mental health and how they're all connected um, and fitness um, uh, in relation to the whole uh, holistic health Uh, so let's just go through that I know there's so many different um practitioners such as kinesiologists or personal trainer or fitness coaches out there and um, just a general overview of how can people know who to go to uh, for different goals they might have yeah I think that's an important question there is a lot out there and each one does specialize in something different I think A physiotherapist would be something for some, would be a person for somebody that is working through injuries. And that person would then lead to either working with a kinesiologist or a personal trainer. And a personal trainer is usually somebody that is certified through a certain uh, certification process that's accessible in, in different. Um, countries and they tend to specialize in certain things and so when somebody's looking for something specific I think it's important for them to do a little bit of research on the person that they've either been recommended to or um, have seen online because they want to make sure that the alignment is right because the whatever goal they have will be better achieved through a good matchup. 
That's so true. And, and, and we know fitness is not just about physical health. It's also um, very much connected with our mental health. Um, I wanted to have your view and tell us more about that. Yes, that's something that's really important to me and something I really advocate for the people that I work with. I think uh, uh, there's, there's an opportunity that people have when they start dedicating themselves to physical exercise. And it's more than just losing weight, gaining muscle, looking different, having a different body composition. To me, I want them to see that there's a whole nother side to that where they can have this new mental connection, not only to their body physically, but to their emotional state, to how they manage stress that's happening out around them, how they execute situations, how they behave around people. All of those things end up being interconnected just by starting a journey through physical training. And that's the part that I get so excited about is if, is if you just connect with that and are aware of it, you'll start to see those avenues opening up for you. And it's just, it can change so much more than just how you look. Absolutely. So, so true. Have you heard of the term intuitive fitness? I, I learned about um, intuitive eating yesterday and... <laughs> And uh, I wanted to get your thought around that uh, terminology and what it means in relation to fitness. I love that this terminology is coming out uh, uh, in the market, whether it be with nutrition or fitness, because to me, what it means and has been promoted as is having that inner connection with yourself. So many times we, let's say, go into a fitness class, you just go through the motions and you leave your fitness class. What intuitive fitness means is to go into that fitness class and connect with your body, know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it, because the changes are going to be so much more significant by doing it that way than the alternative. I love it. The more and more I talk to different practitioners, the more we realize how we cannot um, separate physical and mental, and they're all connected. Um, Andrea, can you leave us with some uh, general uh, tips in terms of um, fitness? I I can always leave with tips. (laughs) I think something that I hope we can all start to do for ourselves is acknowledge the benefit of dedicating your time to yourself. It's not selfish. It's allowing yourself to become better for it. And that translates into the people around you. So taking that time to become better physically, mentally is only going to be a benefit to others. So if you can commit 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, and that just isn't saying, yes, I'm going to do it. That's 
find a buddy, find a trainer, find a class, find something that you have to sign up for or, or write down in your schedule that will make you more dedicated to actually doing it because that's going to get you on that journey of it becoming a lifestyle. Absolutely. And also, I think for people to realize um, it, fitness means different things to different people. For somebody, it could be just walking. And for yeah. others, it might be a high-intensity interval training. Or for others, it might be just specific sports. Um, moving is moving. And whatever mm-hmm. moving we do is good, right? Yep, I agree. Absolutely. And if you can leave us with one takeaway, what would that be? Connection. I think, you know, this, there's so much stimulus out there right now that we, we could really benefit from allowing ourselves to connect. Whatever it is that you've dedicated yourself to in that moment of time, I think we need to just acknowledge the connection that we're having in the moment that we're having it. Not think about what's next. Don't think about what happened before. Don't think about what's after, but stay right in the moment that you're in. And I think that's a really important practice that we need to continue doing. That's similar to mindfulness practice, right? That's what you're referring to. Yeah. And such a huge topic right now. And it applies to everything, whether it's, mindful eating or fitness or just being present in the moment so true absolutely and where can people find you for those that who are listening right now i am based out of vancouver bc and uh my company is train of thought fitness which you can find me through my website trainofthoughtfitness.com or through in you know all the different social medias instagram facebook twitter uh there's a there's some really good content there and there are all the types of ways to connect with me there whether it's through email or phone awesome andrea thank you so much for being here i'm so thankful for this thanks for all the tips thank you for having me i really appreciate it all right have a great day yeah you too bye We hope you learned something new this week and this makes you look at your relationship with movement differently long term. With more mindful movement, you learn to make movement part of your daily life, something that you actually love and makes you feel good. Movement for us is natural to a point that feels there's something missing if we don't do it. It really does bring joy and helps to relieve daily stress and calm the mind. Now your turn. If you had to take some steps to be more mindful and change your attitude towards movement, think of what it is that gives you that high and makes you smile. You've been listening to Prompt Health Podcast. You can follow Prompt Health on Instagram. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you've been listening to this right now and subscribe for free if you like listening to episodes like this. We would love to hear from you and your rating and reviews would mean a world to us. 
you can find similar episodes every Sunday. Until next time.